3: Welcome to the Hank Haney Podcast, a production of IHAR Radio.
4: Okay, welcome to the Hank Caney Podcast. Steve Johnson here, the great predictor with Minnesota Tim Pratka. He is under the weather today, folks, but he's coming to you live on our podcast. We're we're podcasting late too, Tim. I mean, we're almost right at the I mean, we're right at the at the edge of not being able to podcast on the Saturday strong.
3: We are, yeah, we are recording near the end of round two. So a lot of players have finished their first two rounds at the Waste Management Phoenix Open. And there are some interesting names at the top of the leaderboard. Steve Stricker and Keegan Bradley currently lead the tournament together at 11 under par. And Jordan Spieth has come out of nowhere and is, I mean, after a missed cut in the Farmers Insurance Open last week, missed the cut by about a shot, I think. He is in the mix entering the weekend. Now, his weekend scoring average on the PGA Tour over the last few years, has been absolutely atrocious. I think he's ranked like 120th in Saturday and Sunday scoring average in the last two years on the PGA Tour. But he's put himself in position. I, um, Paul Azinger said one of the dumbest things I have ever heard a TV commentator say when Jordan Spieth finished his what, round.
4: What, what did he say?
3: So Jordan Spieth finished with a bogey. Okay. on the 18th hole. And just analyze these thoughts for me. So Paul Azinger says, you know, it might be a good thing that Jordan Spieth finished with a bogey because this will ease his nerves
4: for the weekend. There's absolutely no logic to that. There's no, no. logic to that. The thing is, the, the guys want to finish strong. They they feel like, hey, you know what, if I can just par the last hole, um, I'm going to go home feeling good about what I've done. He would have been... Gosh, he would have been – what did he shoot yesterday? He shot five under yesterday? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, it, so you would have felt good about it, you know? And the weekend is his nemesis, but it looks like he's going to make it. He's going to make it to the weekend. By the end of today, the play today, Tim, he will not be in the top ten. He's tied for sixth right now, but we've got a lot of guys out on the golf course. Unbelievable weather out there, huh? No, no wind. Beautiful overseed. It's a perfect time of year. We were talking about this before we went on the air. This is a perfect weekend for sports because, I mean, look at the guys up like where you are, up in Minnesota. You've been shut in. You're not feeling good. It's cold outside, and you watch television on the weekend, and you get the greatest show on grass. That's the Phoenix Waste Management Open. And then for a little change of pace, on Sunday morning, you can watch a little hockey. Because they've got some hockey on uh, network TV, Dallas Stars are going to be playing.
3: And then
4: then you have the Super Bowl. So uh, what a great weekend for sports.
3: Yeah, it is a great weekend for sports. And it is one of my um, favorite tournaments of the year on the PGA Tour. We've talked about it. We talked about this last year, how you proposed the idea of the Waste Management Phoenix Open. And the atmosphere taking place in all sectors of the country. The Florida having a Waste Management Phoenix Open, the Northeast, the Northwest. That's, that's like my dream in golf for the Waste Management Phoenix Open, for the atmosphere to be duplicated in areas throughout the country. And although this year there are only 2,600 fans at the 16th hole, And 5,000 fans total. The atmosphere is still there. But we haven't had fans at PGA Tour events for a while. And it's fun to see fans at the 16th hole booing players. And my main thoughts about this tournament. People already know most of them. Because this is one of my favorite tournaments of the year on the PGA Tour. Outside of the Masters. It's just this tournament has a brand to it. Everyone Mm -hmm. knows what the Waste Management Phoenix Open is known for. And there aren't a lot of tournaments on the PGA tour that have that brand No, outside of the masters. What's the master's brand. It's, you know, the greatest golf tournament of the year. The U S open brand is the USJ is going to screw something up. The PGA championship brand. It's the PGA of America golfers, the open championship brand. It's a Brown golf course. It's a fast golf course. Players tee off with irons off the tee. The waste management Phoenix open has a brand and it's successful, and not many golf courses or tournaments have that.
4: So let's go ahead and just tell our listeners what your your master plan is to have all the majors, and you just you just outline what their brands are. Brown, you got the club pros who no one knows and laughs at. You get uh, the U.S. Open. Mike Davis is going to be doing something goofy, uh, and then in addition to those majors, you're going to have. In each part of the country, like the, maybe the West Coast, the Midwest, the upper Midwest, the East Coast, down in Florida, you're going to have the waste management kind of imitation tournament. So you're going to have an, a tour with uh, nine events on it for the whole year. And that's your dream. Yes. A nine yeah. event Nine. Events. No, I
3: mean I'm not saying nine events on the PGA Tour. That's completely taken my comments out of context,
4: and you know that. How many How many events do you think that there should be on the PGA Tour instead of 52? Like, this, I mean, this is an unusual year because they're making up the double majors and all that stuff. So, what? What? What's your ideal? Twenty-five. Okay, twenty-five. Okay, twenty-five. Yeah. Not a lot of playing opportunities. Now, what one thing they could do for the playing opportunities is they could say they could go to courses where they have 36 holes and they play half the players play the, the one course one day and then they switch it up. They do that at USGA events a lot. They do that. At, they did that this year at, uh, at the farmers insurance open last week. Um, I don't see anything wrong with that. That gets more guys out there, but, uh, 25 events. I, I that's not enough for me, Tim. Yeah, That's
3: not I know it's I not know. Yeah, you like the background television um, that golf presents, and yeah, I don't know. The waste management Phoenix Open, great. I mean, he's got a great field this year too. John Rahm, Justin Thomas, Rory McIlroy, Xander Shoffley, uh, Dustin Johnson, and Patrick Reed are in Saudi Arabia, but this tournament doesn't normally get this great of a field. This is the first time Rory McIlroy's playing. Um, there's some other guys that are playing in this tournament that don't normally show up to this tournament. So it it produced a really good field this week and, uh, it's been good television. And another take that I have, um, the waste management Phoenix open, I think has one of the best back nines on the PGA tour, the par five on 15, the par three where everyone boos, if they hit a bad shot. And then the drivable par four 17th hole where Andrew McGee made a hole in one several, you know, a long time ago, back in the 90s, I think. I think those closing holes, there's trouble on 18. I think there's water in 18, if I remember right. Mm -hmm. That's one of the best closing finishing holes in golf, in my opinion.
4: Well, okay, that, that that's your opinion. It's fun. I mean, it's it's a lot of fun. It's not going to be as fun without all the fans there. I mean, 250,000 people on Saturday, 300,000 whatever it is, uh is a big difference. I the players actually get a little bit nervous when they go to the 16th hole, you know, and they try to have fun with it. They put their jerseys on and they've got their they used to be able to throw prizes up to the fans to try to win over the fans, you know that. And in the PGA Tour they outlawed that, so um, I like the tournament. It, it is what it is. It's not a major, uh, but it, we see good shots. We see good golf, and one of the things that we see is we see, especially people where you live. They don't typically see a course like this in the winter. That it's brown on the outskirts, and you've got the beautiful perennial ryegrasses and the bentgrass green, and uh, it just it looks awesome. Yeah.
3: It is great. Uh, I, I do love watching it on television. All right, we're going to take our first break, but when we come back, we have to get the Great Predictor's thoughts on the Patrick Reed situation last week in the Farmers Insurance Open. It happened on Saturday, and uh, the the Saturday Strong airs on Saturday, and we recorded on Friday typically, so we weren't able to share our thoughts about it. The Great Predictor will do that next, but first go to com right now for free daily golf tips where Hank has prepared a plan for your game to get better. Hank talks about the most important shots in the game, whether it's on the putting green, whether it's in the fairway, in the sand, or off the tee. These tips will help you improve your game. Plus, there's fantastic practice aids on HaneyUniversity.com, all so you can get better at golf. We'll be
0: right back on the Hank Haney Podcast.
2: The feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store.
1: Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools.
4: Welcome back to the Saturday Strong Podcast. Steve Johnson, great predictor here with Tim, Minnesota Tim Poratka. And I, I got to disclose something right away, Tim, for our listeners. Did you know that I have been blocked on Twitter by Patrick Reed? And I have you know, absolutely no idea why. I have no idea is why.
3: This? Is this a long time ago? No, I,
4: I just saw that uh, I'd gotten a notification that someone had, had made a comment on Patrick Reed, uh, some of the comments that he'd made in, in interviews. And... I looked at it and it says P P Reed blocked me. Hmm. So, you know what? The only thing I can think of is sometimes when I see something that's funny, I'll push the little like button. Yeah. And I think he saw that. So I, uh, it, uh, Justine, I think, uh, she, she, she blocked me. Yeah. So what
3: are your thoughts on the Patrick Reed controversy in the Farmers insurance open? Hank, Hank defended him. Hank thought it was an unfair criticism that he received from social media. Um, a lot of people defended him. I've seen other people defend him as well, not just Hank. But then there's also that other side that um, loves to criticize Patrick Green because of the reputation that he has on the PGA Tour.
4: Yeah. I mean, you know, and I've said this before, we don't live in a vacuum, Tim. I mean, things yeah. that people do, things that people do stay with them. And Patrick Reed, I love his interviews because he's always going to say something provocative. Now, in this situation, you know what? I don't know if he handled it right or not. I mean, Brandel Chambly got all over him about uh, breaking the code that he should have called the official over right away. And then it's a, t- it's a typical Patrick Reed response when he says, well, what about Rory McIlroy? He did it too. Well, I mean, two wrongs don't make a right, do they? If, if it's right or wrong, I mean, hey, you got to stand on your own on your own. You can't be blaming somebody else for you know what you did. And, um, I like Patrick Reed. Uh, he's a unique character. I I still remember him as the young, fat little kid on the driving range at Hank Haney Golf Ranch back in the early 90s. Uh, and there was a soft spot for me. He always wanted to learn, wanted to get better. Now, as he's gotten older, I mean, he's had a, a, a skill a, a sketchy off course life. You know, I mean, he's, he's estranged from his parents. Um, gets some taken off the golf course when he, he's playing in a tournament. His wife walks around the PGA tour events like she owns it. She'll walk right down the center. She'll walk across the fairway. You know, they got the ropes up there to keep the gallery out, but it doesn't bother her. She'll go right underneath the ropes and she'll walk right through the, the playing area, uh, like, uh, like she's some big shot. And I guess she is a big shot. But anyway, I mean, kudos to David Ledbetter for uh, helping Patrick Reed. And it looks like his swing looks a little bit different, but he's, I guess they said that David Ledbetter said that he was trying to get him to rotate his body through so his hands wouldn't flip so much so he could, he could control the golf ball a lot better.
3: So, well, Patrick Reed. What is true about Patrick Reed is that when these situations come up, and he's had a lot of them in his career, whether it was at the Presidents Cup last year, um, when he was mocking the crowd um, after for like doing the shovel after the Hero World Challenge bunker controversy, whether it's patting down balls or uh, patting down the rough, excuse me, at 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 tournaments to get a better lie. And this is, this is my thought. I'm not going to weigh in on whether Patrick Reed cheated because I honestly don't know. I mean, I watched, I watched the situation happen, and there's some people saying he followed it correctly, and there's some people saying he didn't. Well, you either did or you didn't. And if, and if there's two people saying two different things, then we really don't know. I mean, how are we supposed to know? Um, but this I do know. Reputations are built by people themselves. For example, Michael Jordan had a reputation of smoking stogies, gambling off the NBA basketball court and winning NBA championships. Why did Michael Jordan get that reputation? He got that reputation because Michael Jordan smokes stogies, gambles off the NBA basketball court and has won NBA championships. And you could go down and you could go down the line Why does Tiger Woods have the reputation as a great closer on the PGA tour? Because he's a great closer on the PGA tour. Why does the great predictor Steve Johnson have the reputation of being a great predictor? Because the great predictor Steve Johnson has such crazy takes sometimes that we gave him the nickname the great predictor. Why am I Minnesota Tim? Why is my nickname Minnesota Tim? And why do I have a reputation of loving Minnesota? Because I love Minnesota. Okay. Okay. Yeah, we got we
4: got your point. We got your point on that one. Okay, so here's here's the here's (laughs) my
3: Patrick Reed. Patrick Reed, why does he have the reputation that he does of being a cheater on the golf course?
4: Here's the here's my take on it, Tim. I watched it, I heard the tape. He asked the volunteer, hey, did it bounce? No, we didn't see it bounce. Hey, you know, now whether he picked the ball up too soon or not, I don't know. But the, the thing that blew this all out of proportion was didn't have anything to do with the, the, the field of play. It had to do with the CBS commentary, the CBS broadcast. And I've talked to a number of, of guys that do broadcasting on television. And I said, you know what, guys, these guys, Jim Nance and Nick Faldo, kept going back to it, going back to it. Is there someone chirping in their ear to tell them, hey, we've got some tape. We want you to show this. And he said, absolutely. He said, there's a producer in, in, the, uh, you know, in the back office that's chirping in their ears saying, hey, you know what, we gotta, we're going to go to this. We've got some tape and we're going to look at this again. And there could be a controversy here. I mean, it's, it's this whole idea of not necessarily fake news, but sensationalized news. I mean, Patrick Reed was trying to do the right thing, I think. But it was all <laughs> blown out of proportion by the media. It was was. totally blown out of course. I I don't don't agree with that. And I mean, I feel bad for him. Uh, Now, is he perfect? No, he's not perfect. Um, Hank tends to see these things very logically and is not really tainted by a guy's reputation. He sees things for what they are. And uh, I'm going to be with Hank on this. I I think that, you know what? Patrick Reed did what he thought was right. Um, The officials... Confirmed it. Let's move on. And Jim Nance, uh, let's talk about something else rather than, uh, you know, the the double bounce or the pushing the the ball in. Well, I mean, it's just it, it's just silly. Yeah,
3: you're right about that. I do believe you're right. It was sensationalized news and it was blowed up out of proportion. Um, and do I think Patrick Reed was wrong in that situation? I really don't. I I believe Patrick Reed is exactly what the PGA tour needs. The PGA tour need, you know, the PGA tour is full of talking heads that just say exactly what um, they're supposed to say in situations like tiger woods, Rory McIlroy will be honest. Patrick Reed will be honest. Um, A lot of other PGA tour players are just so boring in an interview and so boring on the golf course that Patrick Reed is great for the PGA tour. I love watching Patrick Reed play. He puts himself in difficult positions on the golf course to get up and down, but he has a great short game, one of the best on the PGA Tour, and he gets out of areas that you don't normally see players getting out of, and he's entertaining. I mean, and, and now he's a top 10 player on the right. PGA Tour. It's not like Patrick Reed is the 50th or 60th ranked golfer trying to get away with these ridiculous things. The guy's a great player, and he's great for the PGA Tour.
4: Yeah. The thing that surprised me about this whole situation is when they started talking, you know, if you're a player that you know that they're going to ask you about it. You know, when you go to the press conference after your round and you get called into the press room, you know that they're going to ask you about this situation with Patrick Reed. I was very surprised that Xander Shoffley could not handle the the situation better than he did. Um, He could have just said no comment. It's been taken care of. And everyone would have known what he meant. Everyone would have said, "Hey, you know what? I don't want to get into this." Patrick Reed, uh, I'm not going to defend the guy, but just no comment. And he didn't do that. I mean, he just he he piled on big time, and uh, I think he'll learn from that because I mean, what's the use? This guy's going to be his teammate on the Ryder Cup. Uh, They've got they're about well, Patrick Reed's a little bit older than Xander Shoffley, but they're going to be out there for a long time. Why in the world would you would you put yourself in a situation where you're now you're his adversary. And they said that they took care of it, that they texted back and forth and all this, but it's always going to be a, a point of contention for uh their relationship, I think.
3: Yeah, that's a good point. All right. Well, when we come back, we're gonna talk about the Super Bowl weekend that's about to happen. The the, the Kansas City Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes versus Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We're gonna get the great predictors prediction on that. He did have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Green Bay game predicted correctly. So he's he's riding a high right now. He's feeling it. Um, so we're going to get into that next. Go to voodoopanlyleaf.com right now for a free two-week supply of a patented product. This product will take care of your aches. It will take care of your pains, and it will help you. It will help
4: alleviate. I, I've got a muscle. story. I've got a story. Can I tell a story real quick? Go ahead. I've, I've been working uh, at the golf ranch in, in Richardson quite a bit, and I've been doing a lot of manual labor. And I woke up the other morning and it felt like this is, I'm, I'm demonstrating for Tim, but the ball joint from my hip and my leg, it just felt like, oh, every time I moved it, it was hurting me. I put some voodoo paint after I got out of the shower this morning, put some voodoo pain relief cream on the left glute, the left glute. And I'm telling you what, Hank says within 10 minutes, it was quicker than that. I could feel relief right away. I, di- I didn't feel that pain. It wasn't really sciatica, but it was, it was uh, definitely not a, a comforting feeling. And I put the voodoo on in relief right away.
3: All right. The Great Predictor's testimony right there. That will be your testimony as well. com, free two-week supply. We'll be right back with the Great Predictor's Super Bowl prediction.
2: Just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva, Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store.
1: Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.
4: Timmy, these segments have gone very fast today. I mean, we're on a speed. We are on a speed track here, and this is the third segment. The last segment. I want. I want to leave the listeners with something that uh, that they're going to remember this weekend by. I'm, I'm. I'm predicting Steve Stricker will not win. <laughs> okay. The waste management. Oh, wow, that's win it. a boring prediction. That no, sucks. but I'm just. I'm just. I know, but I'm just. Uh, I'm just letting you know. And nor will Keegan Bradley. It's going to be fun to watch Keegan Bradley on Saturday, though, because he's going to be tweaking and twitching and his routine is uh he's he's crazy routine it's it's going to be fun to watch that but he's not going to win either um who's your winner, i'm not then? sure who's who's your well winner? i'm not we well, remember last week you put the pressure on me and i said you know what i i really didn't have a winner and you you forced one out of me you remember that at the at the yeah, farmers I insurance open though i forgot who you picked i picked i picked the guy that came in tied for second place is who i picked you picked. I picked you know, Ryan. Ryan. Ryan Paul Palmer. Ryan Palmer that's I right. Yeah, that? you
3: were close. You were close. Yeah. yeah,
4: second place. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, out of a field of 156 is pretty. It's better than pretty good, buddy. Still that's, lost. That's a great you, prediction. You
3: know, that's you still well, lost, but you know who'd it's you good. who did you pick?
4: Who did you pick
3: last week? I did. Uh, I didn't pick a winner last week. My guarantee was that Jordan Spieth would make the cut, and he missed the cut. So oh, my record okay, is four okay. and two. But but my rec- But my guarantee this week is that Rory McIlroy was going to win the waste management Phoenix open. And that's not looking oh, too really? good. He's No, that's not looking right good. Now. He's fine.
4: So, well, he'll make the cut and he'll be on, he'll, he'll be shown on this weekend a little bit. Here's what Rory McIlroy, his, I mean, obviously he's, he's a, all those guys are great players. When you watch his approach shots, he spins the ball just tremendous. I'm, I've never seen a, a player of his caliber hit a wedge up there. And it's, hits about three feet away from the hole and it spins back to about 40 feet. You've got to be able to control the spin on your ball, the trajectory, the spin on your approach shots. And you've got a lot of shots there at waste management that you can take advantage of really nice pin placements. Now they're going to be a little bit tougher on Sunday, but uh, yeah, Rory McIlroy's got his, his game's got a ways to go to, I mean, I, I don't think I don't, I wouldn't be picking him in the near future for a win.
3: Yeah, I was just feeling it this week. I thought he would dominate the par fives, which he did in round one. But he also had a triple bogey or a double bogey and a lot of high numbers, so it's not looking good. But
4: well, one yeah, more golf before we get in Before we get into football, one more golf note. Uh, Jordan Spieth yesterday he did have a good round. That was Thursday's round. Uh, making the cut, he's tied for sixth right now as we're speaking. Uh, we're, we're recording the podcast for Saturday. He'll probably be in the top 15 by the end of the day. In his first round, Tim, this is a course that has very, very ample fairways, wide fairways, huge fairways. Jordan Spieth hit two out of 14 fairways and sank about a mile worth of putts to shoot the numbers he, he, he shot on, in that first round. It can't last. It, it, it's just not a winning formula. You've got to be able to – you don't necessarily have to hit drives, but you've got to be able to hit your drives in the fairway. You don't have to do that, but you've got to be able to get your approach shots close. Now, they do have some rough out there. Uh, not not super tall rough like they did in San Diego last week, but you've got to be able to control your ball, and you're going to control your ball better from the fairway. And uh, you can't – the formula of making a mile's worth of putts is not going to work for four rounds. Uh, so – I. I I just don't think he's going to be able. I think it's going to be another Saturday. Not a Saturday strong. But it'll, hey. be a Saturday, it'll be a Saturday week Ooh, for, for wow, Jordan Speed nice. this weekend. How did you
3: think okay. of that one? That was good. Yeah.
4: Well, it's, it's, it's the opposite of strong. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. So, so the so, Super Bowl. Are you looking
3: forward to the Super Bowl? Are you looking forward to the Super Bowl? I am looking forward to the Super Bowl. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping for a good game. I'm a little concerned, however. I'm a little concerned that it won't be. But uh, I'm looking forward to the game. I always do. Okay,
4: so so are you going to be at at home in Hollywood, or where are you going to watch this game?
3: So we're Haley and I are actually going to her high school friend's place to watch the game.
4: Okay, all right. So it's like a uh, it's going to be like a little party deal. Little, social little distance. Party. You gonna, yeah. social distance or no? Oh, of
3: course, yeah. We're all going to okay. be wearing masks.
4: Okay. Okay. So. <laughs> What are you planning on eating there? I mean, I, that's a big deal in the Super Bowl. You know, you've got your you've got your snacks, it's a long, long afternoon. What are you gonna eat? I have no idea.
3: No okay. clue how how right. no. Well, you're clue not getting whatsoever. into the
4: spirit at all. You're not well, getting into the spirit at I'm all. I'm
3: trying to follow Dr. Fauci's rules. He said, No cheering, no yelling. You can bang against something. Um he get, he came out with Super Bowl rules to avoid oh, really? COVID nineteen, yeah.
4: No high fives, no high
3: fives, no handshakes. Yeah.
4: Wow. Wow. I I drove by a church today here in Dallas and they're having a Super Bowl watching party at this (laughs) church. I'm serious. It's 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 unbelievable at different parts of the country how they're treating this. uh, There's no uniform way to uh, to approach the prevention of uh, passing on the covid in California. They're just I mean, they are locked up, Tim. But uh, I'm going to give you my prediction. I'm sticking with my, what was it, NFC championship game? Was that it or AFC? NFC. NFC. Okay. So you said that there would, you laughed at me. In fact, when I said Tom Brady's going to win that game against Aaron Rodgers, you said Aaron Rodgers is the MVP of the league. And I said, <laughs> yeah, that's maybe, maybe. But uh, I, I see it in the cards for, for Tom Brady. Now they're still underdogs, Tim, as of Friday. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are still underdogs, so I'm thinking that could be my my stock pick of the week and my gambling pick of the week is uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers take the points, safe bet, three points. I think is what it is, Tim. Yep,
3: you know, yeah, that's what it was. Have you ever bet in your entire life?
4: Uh, I haven't, you know, not well. I mean, when I was in college, yeah, I'd go to Vegas uh, occasionally, but no, I'm not a I'm not a big gambler. No, I, I'd gamble with. I'd gamble with golf, but not not with uh, not with games of chance like this.
3: Yeah, that's true. So, you think the Buccaneers are going to win as well?
4: That's i well. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna guarantee it like you do. Um, but I'm saying I I've, I've got a feeling, and you know I get these feelings. The Tampa Bay is is going to do it. I think it's going to be a close game. I think it's going to go down to the end like the Aaron Rodgers did. I don't think they're going to make the mistake that that. Uh, Green Bay's coach did at the end, where he goes for the field goal instead of the, the touchdown. Hey, let's go for the win, man! I, uh, that just still blows me away. That the, I mean, Aaron Rodgers should say, "Hey, timeout, coach. What are you thinking about?"
3: Yeah, they still had all three timeouts. The two-minute warning. They still had a lot of time.
4: Well, as it ended up, they didn't have enough time because the time, time ran out. Yeah, it didn't work time out ran. very well no, for them. It didn't no. work out very well for them. But no. uh, yeah, it was, I mean, it was good. Who's your uh, who's your who's your lock pick? For this I think Bowl. the
3: Kansas City Chiefs are going to dominate them and win oh, by man. ten points or more, double digits.
4: Okay. Do you know what the over/under is for this for this game? Do you have any idea?
3: Yeah, Oh, all oh, the total score. Yeah. No, I don't.
4: Well, let's put a pause for a second and once you figure that out. Okay.
3: I'm pulling it up right now. We can do okay. a little talk. Yeah. Here we go. Okay. Come
4: on. We'll vamp a little bit.
3: Yeah, here we go. You're over, going with a, you're
4: going with the Super Bowl. You're going with the the, the playoff 63 goatee. Sixty three. Yeah, 63. Okay, sixty three. That's something. That's a high scoring game right there. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go with the over though. I think it's going to be just it's just going to be wide open uh, going forward on fourth down. Uh, not going to be many punts. It's uh, it's going to be good watching. I'm, I'm telling you that. I, kn- I know. I can't wait to watch it. Hmm. You've got your playoff goatee going too. That's Pretty good. <laughs> yeah, I got my Tom Brady goatee going, yeah. That's nice. I, I love That's Tom just...
3: Brady, though. I mean, Tom Brady, he is just one of the most amazing athletes I have ever watched in professional sports. At his age, to be playing as well as he's playing, it is just unreal. To The level that he's playing at, you don't see players do what he's doing. He's, what, 42, 43 years old?
4: For, and 43. He's still
3: playing, and he's 43, and he's still playing – at the highest level it's that's just crazy
4: yeah they say his contract goes till he's 45 and he's probably probably going to sign another contract after that I, I don't think that that's in the cards for him i think uh i don't know if he wants to get to 10 what does he have nine already he's been to nine, Ten, nine super uh, bowls this is this is his 10th his t- this this yep. that's a lot of super bowls man i can't wait yeah. to watch and I know we're going to talk about Hank will talk about it. Who's Hank's pick? Uh, I don't know. I didn't ask him. Wow. Okay. That'll be a mystery. He usually yeah. goes, when he can't pick, he usually goes with the great predictor. So he'll probably <laughs> go Tom Brady.
3: He's, I think he's going to go with the Chiefs. I think he's going to go with the best player because that's what he always does.
4: Okay. Well, I mean, he uh, he's stuck behind Aaron Rodgers, but Aaron Rodgers has got a tee time over there at uh, Green Bay National this next week. He's not playing in the in the big game. That's true.
3: All right. So actually, I screwed up. So the over underscore is actually fifty six.
4: Ooh. Okay. So, fifty six.
3: So you said you were going with the over at. I'm 63. going over.
4: I'm going over. I'm going with the over.
3: Okay. All
4: right. My my loyal my loyal followers. I'm saying over, and I'm saying Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That's your double play for the week.
3: Okay. All right. The great predictor Steve Johnson trying to put money in your bank because we all know he's not betting. All right, everybody, <laughs> thanks for tuning in to the Saturday Strong, not the Saturday week. <laughs> we, app- <laughs> we appreciate you making the podcast a part of your day. Follow us on Twitter at Hank Caney at Predictor one for Steve Johnson and at Tim Parashka for Tim Parashka. <laughs> Go to VoodooPanerleaf.com and HaneyUniversity.com for two amazing deals. Send your golf swings in to golf schools with an S at HankHaney.com for down-the-line videos and free analysis, free game plans. The great predictor or one of the guys will send you back advice to improve your game. GolfSchools at Hankcaney.com. We'll see you next week on the Saturday Strong. Stay safe, stay healthy, make putts, hit bombs, and leave the stick in. We'll talk to you next time. (laughs) The Hank Haney Podcast is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio,
0: visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.